Uh, 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 Podcast starts now. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we have a lot to get to today. I have a feeling this is going to be a long one, so I'm just going to get going here. Uh, first things first, some housekeeping. I have to make a correction from the last episode. Uh, Rich Gannon in the Elvis Gerback story, um, that was not People's Sexiest Man of the Year. That was People's Sexiest Athlete. Um, so not sexiest man of the year. That was Harrison Ford that year. Of course, well-deserved because he's dreamy. Uh, so just wanted to correct that. We endeavor to be factually correct here, uh, on this podcast. And then moving on, uh, exciting podcast news. We are gaining new listeners all the time. And in fact, I have heard from some of those listeners and they don't even play Madden. So that's a little odd. Um, there might be a lot of things that they hear on this podcast that just don't make a lot of sense, really. Um, so I'm going to try to just real briefly, real briefly, kind of reset our league here so everybody knows kind of sort of what's going on. So uh, we have five active teams in this league. We have Alex as the Browns. We have me, Brandon, as the Packers. We have Drew as the Patriots, we have Ryan as the Panthers, and Brian as the Chiefs. And just so you know a little bit, not much, but a little bit about each team and kind of who they are, what their identity is in this league, and what they've been doing, uh, we'll start in the AFC with the Patriots. Uh, The Patriots, the first couple, uh, we've been doing this league, I think we are in our 14th or 15th year, and... Uh, The Patriots went to and won the Super Bowl the first three years. Uh, They did a great job in the original fantasy draft. And they won the Super Bowl the first three years, although due to either some user error, maybe not hitting the right button at the end of a game, or maybe it's a glitch by Madden. We're not real sure. Uh, the, The league records show that they actually lost that third Super Bowl, although... We all saw the game, and they won it. Um, so the the record-keeping there, something, something weird happened. Um, so the third Super Bowl victory is kind of in dispute, but they did win the game. It's just some sort of computer glitch, or maybe the Patriots didn't click finish game at the end of their game. We don't know. Maybe that would cause that problem. Maybe it wouldn't. But anyway, uh, the Patriots, uh, they... They uh, started with Kyler Murray as their quarterback, and, and they had a strong running game, and they liked to throw down the middle to their tight end, and that was who the Patriots were to begin with. And they did a great job in the original fantasy draft, had a lot of great players, um, but they were all kind of the same age, uh, which is why when they all came up for second contracts, things got hairy for the Patriots. So their team identity is kind of the team that can acquire talent, but then they don't manage the salary cap very well. So after those first three Super Bowls, they haven't been back since. Uh, so that's who the Patriots are, the team that really botches the salary cap, and currently they're the team that really has a hard time finding and developing quarterbacks. Um, they they passed up a surefire quarterback in the draft a few years ago, and the Packers ended up taking him, and the Patriots have been regretting it ever since, just regretting it 
horribly. Uh, so moving on to the Chiefs in the AFC. So the Chiefs are that team that just can't get over the hump. They are the only team in this league that has not been to the Super Bowl. Um, they've been in the AFC Championship game quite a bit recently, but just can't get to that Super Bowl. And when you think, and, and that really hurts me as a person who's an actual Chiefs fan. Uh, I, it's pretty much how like the Chiefs actually were uh, before Patrick Mahomes came along. And if you watch them play, they kind of look like the pre-Mahomes Chiefs. They look like the early Alex Smith years where they're really dinking and dunking all over the place. Uh, nothing really goes down the field. Um, but that's that's the Chiefs, that team that can't get over the hump, can't get to the big game. And then lastly in the AFC, we have the Browns. And when you think of the Browns, think of the Bill Belichick Patriots. Okay? A lot of success, a lot of victories. They have won eight Super Bowls. They've been to 11 Super Bowls. They've been to the last 11 Super Bowls out of the AFC and won eight of them. Um, but also, just all sorts of weird things happen in Cleveland. You've got, you know, spying scandals. You've got all these rumors about quarterbacks and superstars not getting along with the coaches, just like you have with the Patriots, uh, with Bill Belichick. And so it's that kind of rare situation where you have a ton of talent and they're very successful and you also got a lot of strife, but they, they somehow work through that strife and they're pretty successful despite that. But that's who the Browns are. You know, we suspect that they're cheating. We suspect that they have players on steroids. Uh, there have been rumors about all these things, uh, but they just, they keep on winning. Uh, and then you flip over to the two teams that are in the NFC and the Panthers. And the Panthers are the exact opposite of the Browns. The Panthers are totally boring, almost to the point of irrelevance. Now, they have been to five Super Bowls. And, and the disputed uh, Patriots loss, that was a Panthers win that the computer gave them that they didn't actually earn. Um, but they're the exact opposite of the Browns. They're never in the headlines. In fact, the uh, biggest headline for weeks in Charlotte uh, was a couple of years ago when it was reported that the Panthers head coach, his favorite uh, flavor of ice cream was vanilla. And that was pretty much the most exciting news that's ever come out of Charlotte. So pretty good team. They're pretty good all the time. Um, not as successful as some of the other teams, but they're in the mix, but they're just almost irrelevant, almost just boring to the point of irrelevance. And then lastly, in the NFC, we have the Packers. And the Packers have won three Super Bowls. They've been to nine of them. Uh, they've won the most recent Super Bowl, and they're a pretty strong team right now. And this team is just a model organization in the NFL, kind of like the real-life Packers. Um, never any problems. They seem to uh, manage their team very, very well. Their players are highly respected. Uh, the NFL Man of the Year usually comes from the Packers uh, due to the all the uh, philanthropy that their players participate in. Uh, in fact, their quarterback, Phil Corcoran, who the Patriots could have drafted a few years ago and didn't, uh, is actually being... Uh, he's a front-runner for uh, possibly a Nobel Prize um, because he's got a medical degree and he's been working on the cure for COVID-19. So that's the kind of organization the Packers are, and everyone should root for that organization. 
All right, now that we got everybody caught up on uh, all the teams in this league and kind of who they are, what identity they have, uh, let's go to, as we were in the, I believe this is a 2033 season, uh, let's recap the last couple of games that have taken place. So, going back to week 10, we had the Patriots and the Chiefs. Now, this game is not televised due to internet issues, so I really can't say anything about it. I'm looking at the stats here, and I see a lot of interceptions, four for Andrew West for the Chiefs, and two for uh, Lamar Thornhill for the Patriots, and two defensive touchdowns scored by the Patriots, and one defensive touchdown scored by the Chiefs, so... That probably tells you all you need to know about that game. This was a 21-16 Patriots victory, I believe. Uh, Cam Mosley, Patriots running back, did score a touchdown in this game. And since you know my DVR didn't record this and it wasn't televised, I can just speculate on what happened, but that was probably scored on a quadruple reverse, uh, almost certainly. Um, and then, yeah, three defensive touchdowns in this game. Uh, also, there was apparently... A streaker on the field took off all his clothes and ran across the field. And it looks like that was the Chiefs coach. And he had to get tackled by one of the players. So, like I said, I didn't see all this happen. I'm kind of speculating. But that's almost certainly how it went. Moving on to the next game. In week 11, we had Packers and Panthers. And this game... I uh, had a little trouble getting started, and I'm not sure why. Some weird Madden glitch uh, with their online platform. Uh, but then once it did, it was a pretty good game. It was close all the way through, back and forth. Both teams kind of struggled to move the ball, really. Um, the The big, most important part of this game was that uh, the Panthers took a 21-14 lead late in the game. The Packers went down and ran a two-minute drill and scored with somewhere around 20 seconds left, if I remember right, uh, to make it 21-20. And instead of kicking the field goal to tie it and go to overtime, the Packers did the daring and brilliant uh, thing and went for two, and they got it. Uh, they, they scored the two-point conversion and won the game. Uh, Phil Corcoran, on a, on a pass, he really threaded it through traffic to Marcel Vaughn. And got the Packers the victory there. And I really feel like I'm missing another user game that we needed to talk about, but maybe I'm not. Oh, yeah, Browns and Chiefs. Week 13, Browns and Chiefs played each other. This was another very good game. Uh, this was a 28-21 Browns victory. Um, you know, we had, I believe there was one interception. Yeah, Andrew West had... A costly interception kind of near the end of the game. But overall, these two quarterbacks played pretty well, played pretty efficiently. In fact, uh, Evan Lane for the Browns had a perfect quarterback rating of 158.3, had over 300 yards and three touchdowns, and completed 78. Both quarterbacks completed 78% of their passes. Um, and for the Browns, their uh, big receiving threat is Michael Sharp, uh, who they go to when they when they really feel they need something. Um, for the Chiefs, it was mostly Brandon Tepper 
at tight end, rookie tight end, and JT Hughes at receiver, who's an excellent receiver. And, and I, if there's one thing I'd say for the Chiefs is he has the uh, X-Factor ability to... Uh, he, he has the first one free where he um, can make people miss easily on jukes. Man, the Chiefs need to start juking people like crazy with him. But he had a good game. He had 90 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the Chiefs also ran the ball quite well with Irvin Burney, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. Had over 100 yards rushing. Had a one big long run, if I remember right. Uh, the thing that stood out most to me out of this game is the Browns' screen game. Okay, The Browns are dropping off screens to um, their running back, Tavon Rucker, rookie running back, and they did a lot of damage with those. And that was the one thing that really stood out to me in that game, is it almost seemed like screens were the biggest part of their offense. You don't see that very often. So that was interesting. Uh, Once again, 28-21 victory for the Browns. All right, uh, that covers that. Let's move on to development trait news. So there's actually quite a bit of this to get into. Uh, So for those of you who don't play Madden, just real quick, uh, when you get a player on your team, or specifically when you draft them, they have a development trait that determines how quickly they will improve as a player. So they have ratings 1 through 100, uh, it's really actually more like 50-something through 99. That's where all the players are located. But the the higher the rating is, the better your player is, obviously. Um, and they can improve that rating by uh, basically gaining experience points, which, which they get through playing the games and putting up stats in the games, and uh, uh, also through practicing... And every time they practice, you get some experience points and you build up enough of those and you could add attributes to their, uh, you know, you can add attributes like being a better possession receiver or being a better elusive running back or things like that. Uh, So you want to earn as many of those experience points as you can because that'll improve your player faster. And they also, as they get up into higher ratings, they need more experience points to advance, uh, which means that players with low development traits um, can't get up into the higher rankings. Like, you just won't see a player with a normal development trait get up to a 99 overall player. That's just not going to happen. So there are four different development traits. There's a normal, which is any player, all the bums, all the the just normal guys. Uh, then there's a star development trait, which there are quite a few of those in the league. Um, for us user teams, many, many of our players are at least stars. Uh, and those guys can get up around 90 on their overall rating most of the time if, they, uh, if you handle it right. And then there are superstar development traits, and those guys develop a lot faster. And they also get little abilities added to them uh, as they advance. And some of those are great, and some of those are just okay. For example, uh, a lot of guys I've had, they just get secure tackler, which means they miss fewer tackles. Um, but for some DBs, you can get you know more interceptions. They'll do a better job intercepting the ball, or or they'll or the defensive end might get um, 
He might affect the quarterback uh, more intensely when he gets near him, things like that. So there's a whole bunch of those little abilities that you can get as superstars, and those are pretty nice. And then an X-Factor superstar is the highest development trait. I don't know if they actually develop faster that way, um, but they do get more abilities, and they get an X-Factor ability, which means when they get in the zone, uh, for example, for uh, the Packers quarterback Phil Corcoran, when he gets in the zone, he's completed five consecutive passes of five yards or more. And then in the zone, they get a special ability, which is usually quite helpful. Um, some of them aren't. Some of them are for a running back, but he's just not going to fumble whenever he's in the zone. But for other running backs, his his X factor ability in the zone might be that he he's going to break the first tackle no matter what, or something along those lines. So there are a bunch of those, and I'm not going to try to lay them all out right now. Just give you an idea of of why these development traits are important, and you can. When you draft a player, sometimes they will have a hidden development trait during their rookie year, uh, and so you don't know what it is until they've played, I think it's 500 plays, and then it'll tell you what they are, and they're usually a star or a superstar, uh, which is really nice. Uh, but also, if your player plays well, and he just plays well consistently, he can then reach a point where he can improve his development trait. Uh, and the way you do that is once he reaches that point, they will tell you, hey, in your next game, if you get this player to 100 yards or whatever the case may be, then he'll move up in development traits. So uh, that's what we're tracking here. We're going to track user players uh, who are improving their development traits. And the ones we really care about are superstars and X-Factors. Stars are okay, but superstars and X-Factors are the guys that are going to be really impactful on the league. Um, and, and that's what everybody's trying to get to. Um, so, uh, first up that we have that happened since our last podcast is Nolan Waters at free safety for the Panthers. He went from a normal to a star and that's, that's fine. That's good. Uh, but I do think he's got a bright future. This is his rookie year. So anytime you get those rookies to, uh, advance, in a development trait, you know that they're going to keep developing in the upcoming years. Uh, he's making an awful lot of money. He was a high draft pick, uh, but he's got good speed and, and acceleration, agility, and all that stuff. So I think that guy's going to be pretty good. That's good for the Panthers that he moved up there. Um, next up in development trait news is for the Packers, they have a couple of players. Uh, two rookies, in fact, that became superstars uh, off of some development trait games. And this is very exciting uh, because that means these guys are going to be on the team and they're going to be a, a big part of things going forward. So uh, defensive tackle Khalil Key for the Packers. Uh, it was actually during the game against the Panthers that he needed to hold the Panthers, well, he needed the team to hold the Panthers to under 75 yards and or one touchdown to uh, move up to superstar, and he did it. They did it. We did it. Anyway, he's, he's a superstar now, and that's the Packers' first superstar defensive tackle, so that's exciting, and he already has an ability. He has the unfakeable ability where he's rarely faked out by 
ball carrier moves and stuff like that. So that's great. Um, then also for the Packers, uh, wide receiver Bo Nicholas, who was already improved earlier in the year from normal to star, he is now a superstar. Now, this is kind of interesting. I, I think I just figured this out. Maybe you guys already knew this. Um, but he's still showing a hidden development trait. So it doesn't say superstar, it says hidden. And I think what's happening there is, I'm pretty sure of this, is that when you have a rookie who starts out as a normal development trait, and then you get a, uh, a chance to improve his development trait via a game, then it's going to make it hidden because he's, he's still a rookie. And so it's like it's preserving that mystery for you. Oh, I don't know what he's going to be. But since you played the game and you know, oh, I needed 150 yards or three touchdowns to, to improve his development trait, you know that, that those are the stats it asks for when you're moving to a superstar. So Bo Nicholas moved up to superstar um, in a game not too long ago. And also gained a point of speed, so that's pretty cool. He's going to be a, a downfield threat for the Packers. They're really trying to turn him into uh, Deshaun Jackson. He's a pretty small guy, maybe not all that durable, but make him a big downfield threat. And, you know, that's pretty exciting to have that happen in his rookie year. So congratulations to the Packers. Uh, we also have uh, for the Browns, what it says in Discord is halfback Tucker to superstar week 13-ish question mark. All right, well, let me go find out. I'm pretty sure his name is not Tucker, uh, which is funny to me. Uh, I don't really care what week this happened, but 13 sounds about right. I knew he was going for that. Yeah, it's Tavon Rucker, not Tucker. Come on, man. Learn your own players. Uh, this might be why there's always strife between the players and the coach in the Browns locker room. He doesn't even know their names. Uh, but Tavon Rucker's a superstar now. He was a very high draft pick. I think second overall pick for the Browns. Uh, 92 speed, 93 agility, and acceleration. A guy's tough to tackle in the open field, and I was talking earlier about the screen passes that the Browns were just killing the Chiefs with, and and that's why he's good with them. He's got the, uh, the ability to just be deadly in the open field. And his ability is post-flag elite, so he's good with post routes and corner routes. Not something you're going to see often from a running back, um, but I'm sure they'll find a way to use that and he'll gain more abilities pretty quickly. This Browns team, even when they don't have a high development trade on their running back, they tend to pile up the rushing statistics. So he's going to get to X-Factor probably in no time, I would guess. And then lastly, and this one's exciting, um, we've got the Chiefs with running back Irvin Burney moving from superstar to X-Factor. X-Factor is exciting. That means that's a guy that could have a major impact on things going forward. So Irvin Bernie's 90 speed, uh, 89 acceleration, 91 agility. So not a burner. Okay, This isn't a necessarily a game breaker. Uh, he's in his fourth year right now. So it took him a little while to get there. So what is he going to be able to do with this X-Factor ability? Um, this makes him a sure-handed receiver in the zone. Uh, I'm just reading this. A sure-handed receiver is a quarterback's best friend when they enter the zone. This ability increases their success rate and decreases knockout chances on possession catches. So he's going to catch the ball 
more consistently, uh, particularly in traffic. So he's got to catch consecutive targets to do that. Um, so to get into the zone, he's got to catch probably, I'm guessing, three or four catches in a row. Uh, he also has the ability of a matchup nightmare. He makes sharper cuts and wins more contested catches when covered by linebackers and linemen, and, uh, which is handy for the way we some of us use our running backs. That'll make him really good on those angle routes and things like that, which we all run a lot. Uh, and then he has one of my favorite running back abilities, the running back apprentice, which gives him four additional hot routes. So uh, if you're the Chiefs, you can audible to any running back route that's on the game uh, at any time with Irvin Bernie in the backfield. So that's really handy. That's one of my favorites. So if you play the Chiefs, look out for that guy catching passes. Uh, obviously, we know he's a good runner too, but uh, going to be pretty deadly out of the backfield as a receiver. So that, I believe, I may not, I don't know if I'm missing something there or not. I know the Patriots had some of their rookies turn out to be stars. Um, I don't really care. You know, we'll talk about it when they advance to superstar status. That's what we really care about. Um, but I, I don't think I'm missing any others there. So this, uh, this segment, uh, where we cover, excuse me, where we cover players, uh, improving their development traits. I think it's still a little bit of a work in progress here, but when you report those, I think I'm finding that this is easiest if you put it on discord, um, instead of text, because that discord, um, station, the Ask the Clown, um, it only has these development traits in it right now. So I'm able to easily look through the list and see what I need to cover. And I can kind of judge by what I've covered before and I, I won't double cover things. So anyway, uh, if that was boring, sorry, I'm still figuring out how to do, uh, that segment. So a lot of players improving, uh, we're coming up on the playoffs um, and I know that when players win awards, that also tends to improve their development traits. So we'll keep an eye on that. I know some players are going to win some awards here. I know we're going to have some um, we're going to have some rookies winning Rookie of the Year awards, and that might improve their development traits. And then uh, let's see. I think all of our user teams are going to be in the playoffs. That's our usual arrangement. Uh, I believe so, yeah. When I go to NFL standings, uh, first, second, third, fourth player uh, teams in the league are Patriots, Packers, Browns, Panthers, and then sixth is the Chiefs. It looks like the Panthers and Packers have already clinched uh, playoff spots. So they will be meeting in the playoffs once again. Uh, Patriots will once again be in the playoffs. The Browns... Um, I think at one point we're struggling a little bit. They're 9-3-1 and one now. I think they're certainly going to make it. Uh, let's see who's next in their division. The Bengals are only about a half game behind them. Uh, so they still have some work to do to win their division. But, uh, yeah, we're all going to be in the playoffs. And so looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. And uh, go Packers. <laughs>